Welcome, everybody. Hi. Welcome back. I'm Jose. I'm Allie. It's Allie, and we're your hosts. And this oh, is Murder on Tap. Yes, your podcast about beer and true crime. And beer. <laughs> beer, everybody. Howdy. Hello. How have you been? Not too bad. Did you have a good Not week? Not too bad. I mean, the week just started, but... I mean, well... But I'm from, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Last week was good. A lot of uh, shenanigans happening here at the house, so... Some renovations. Some renovations, so we've been occupied by that. It's been nice. How was your week? It's the same. How was your week? I know. We're <laughs> together all the time. I had to take a week off of work to uh, oversee what was Must going on. Must be nice. Actually, it wasn't. Well. Because I had people questioning me all the time. Oh, hey, my goodness. What should I do here? What should I do here? How do you want this? And I How said, do you want just that? put it in the back. <laughs> just put it in the back. Great. Now that explains the pile of shit in the back. <laughs> There's no shit in the back. Yeah, but it was a uh, yeah, it was a eventful week. Very, it's good to be very, very. It's good to be back in this zone and. Oh, are you gonna mention recording. about your eighteen mile bike ride? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh. I mean, kind of that old thing. Not gonna brag. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I did a bike ride with a few of my friends. Uh, we started off at Marina del Rey and. Rode all the way down to Hermosa, had some lunch, and turned right around and came right back. Mm, there you go. Yeah, it was about a total of 18 miles. It was nice. Probably the longest I've ridden. I got a nice tan, but at the same time, I got burnt. But that's okay. That happens when you're outside for so long. For sure. I even had sunblock on, but... Well, not all sunblock works what completely. Whatevs. <laughs> Did you say whatevs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, that was... That was that. That was that? Are you sure? <laughs> See. Anything else pop into your brain about I can't remember anything week? ever. No. 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 Did something happen that I don't remember? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> so, same old shindig, shenanigans. Shenanigans. Um, but yeah, let's just jump into it right away, shall Yes, we? let's. I'm super excited about today's beer. And so am I. My heart is pumping out of my chest for this beer. Put it back in. No. <laughs> All right. Well, today, I'm going to start with the intro of the brewing company. And the brewing company is Rogue Ales. Rogue Ales. Um, very popular, very famous brewing company. Indeed. I think it's one of my top two Yes, definitely. If not the top. Because I love... We used to drink these before so much. So much. And a variation of it, which are delicious. And we can't find anymore. Well, it's not that we can't find them, but I don't think the... I don't think Rogue is... I DM'd Rogue Ales and asked him about it, and he said... They said... We don't sell those in your area, but yeah, you could try looking for them. <laughs> what a burnout! Can we order it? No, it's not a burnout. It's just that they're so popular, and it's. I thought they were year round before, so maybe they're now seasonal, or maybe they're Here's just only selling thing. them in so many I thought maybe they just. I thought maybe just people were not liking them, so they stopped selling them in our area. Well, then let's call them up and tell them that we let's love it. Do it, and you know what? Better want. yet, let's drive up to Oregon, right? Oregon. Oregon. And let's go to the Rogue Factory. Or the 
Did you say the Rogue Factory? Factory. Well, I was going to say drink, but you okay. can't drink it yet. No, <laughs> not yet. That was a trick. I just wanted to drink. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, yeah, it would be awesome if Rogue was listening right now. Indeed. And they started selling the chocolates around the Montrose area, Pasadena. Or just in California in general. Yeah. Hmm? And if everybody wants a DM Rogue Ales yes. at Instagram... Tag them with murder on tap. Yes. And tell them... That we love them. We love them and bring the chocolate stouts back. Bring the chocolates back. We want more chocolate. Yes. All right, let's jump into it then. Yes. Uh, like I said, the company is Rogue Ales. Uh, founded in 1988 in... The Ash- year I was born! Oh! Go on. In <laughs> Ashland, Oregon... Uh, it was founded by Jack Joyce, Rob Strasser, and Bob Woodle, Woodell. And, and pronunciation might be messed up, sorry. In June 1988, they began construction in Ashland along the Lithia Creek. It was a 60-seat pub with their brew system set up in the basement. Cute. 60 seats. That's dope. There's nowhere right now that has 60 seats. You yeah. have to pay tickets in advance. You have reservations. That's hot stuff right there. That's a hot commodity. Mm. I think that's the first time I've ever used that word. That's okay. Commodity. We'll keep using it. All right. I'm going to say at least four more times in this podcast. Great. Let us know the timestamp you get, and we <laughs> might send you a bottle cap of something. <laughs> just a bottle cap? Yeah, just well, that's what we got right now, bottle caps. It's terrible. <laughs> Nobody's going to submit anything. <laughs> um, they started off with uh, American Amber Ale, uh, Oregon Golden Ale, and a Shakespeare Stouts. The brewery and pub opened in October of 1988. Uh, then in February of 1989, uh, they began construction on the Bayfront Brew Pub. And it was opened in May of 1989. Um, The company brews their own beers, distills their own spirits, farms their own ingredients, and coopers their own barrels. Coopers their own barrels? What does that mean? Coopers their own barrels. I'm not really sure. (laughs) I just left it as that because it keeps it interesting. (laughs) I knew you were going to ask, but I just kept it like that. Cooper. So they do... Pretty much everything. And get this. They Thank grow you. their own hops and ingredients in Independence, Oregon since 2008. Sweet. Yep. All their ingredients they grow themselves. And they also have honeybees. Mm. Prickless marionberries. Pumpkins and cucumbers. Do they sell or those no, they make those, their those, those are theirs. Yeah, oh. if they need them, they do. Maybe it's That's for sick. their use. But mm. what is a marionberry? I'm not sure. Hmm. I haven't heard of that before. Me neither. But it sounds either delicious or very sour <laughs> for some reason. Marionberry. Maybe. Berries aren't sour, are they? Or raspberries are a little bit tart. I mean, they're tart. <gasps> I don't think they're sour. I want to use tart once other. One other time than this. Well, this is the episode to do it. Just using all the words for the first time, aren't you? That tartness is a commodity to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some other beers, some of the beers that they have are award-winning 
very, very good, well-known beers that are they've won medals, gold, silver, bronze, a lot of gold. Shit. Beers of the year, mm. which sounds like a well-deserved. Let me tell you, a cool band name, Beer of the Year. <laughs> cool punk name. <laughs> uh, they have what we were speaking about earlier. The chocolate style, mm. which was my first favorite from the Rogue Ales, the family of beers. Indeed. Uh, they have the Mocha Porter. Do you think? Do you remember if we tried that one? I don't think so. At least I haven't. Mocha Maybe Porter. We've tried this one, the Morimoto Soba yeah. Ale. Um, the Dead Guy. Yes. Russian Imperial Stout. Yes. And. The beer of the week, Ooh. the hazelnut brown nectar. Let me just tell you, I am patiently waiting to taste this because I, could, I haven't had this in so long. I could smell the beer from here. I can smell the beer from here. And I love it. So let's get into some smell, some taste, and how it sounds. Here we go. Cheers. Oh my goodness. Oh. Not. I. I'm well, at a loss for words. I'm speechless. Speechless. Well, I love hazelnut. It's, it's so good. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> give, me, give me a second again. That is delicious. You guys have to try. Wow. This beer. Jesus Christ. Why did we stop drinking this? Oh, Why man. did we stop buying these? Because Bevmo was so far away from us. I know. Well, <laughs> it's not going to be anymore. No. I work five minutes from there. <laughs> well. <laughs> I will be there every other day. It is delicious. It is, um... What do you smell? I always ask you first because you have the open it's... cup glass. I just have a bottle as usual. Okay. This... Is exactly, this smells exactly how you would expect it to with the title as hazelnut. Like nuts. Yes, it tastes like, it smells like hazelnut right off the bat. It has a hint of like a coffee. Yeah. Like a coffee smell to it. So for anybody who's like interested, definitely mocha, who's Mm -hmm, interested mm -hmm. in more of like a coffee flavored um, beer. This is your go-to. And you know what the thing is? It's, it's like, just... It's, oh my it's God. like, you know, when you go to a coffee shop and you order like one of those uh, yes. mocha drinks. Like mocha, cappuccino, but whatever not, the hell But it not is. the coffee no. taste. Just the mocha chocolatey flavor in it. Yes. Not a lot. It's a sweet beer. It's sweet. But it is... It's not overly so sweet. It's not overly it's... powering with sweetness, but... You, I think anybody can tolerate this. Oh, it's delicious. Anybody's palate I, can tolerate this because it's just. I have a just, tear in my I literally, the little tears coming out. It's so my good. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to drink it fast because I don't want it to be oh, gone. Don't worry, there's a six pack. I know, but still. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yes, it smells like hazelnut, little mocha, little chocolate, the malt. Mm-hmm. That more of the sweetness that you Definitely. get is the malt. You could taste that malt. You can taste the malt. There's no I, bitterness. Wait, wait, did I just say malt like three times? I don't you could know. taste that malt. That malt. That malt. There's 
definitely not too much hops in this because it's not bitter at all. It's like if you get some milk, some hazelnut, and some of those uh, chocolate milk duds, mm-hmm. and you put them in a blender. And then you pour beer in it. And then, yeah, <laughs> I was going to leave that to the end. But... <laughs> yes. Chocolate milk dud, hazelnut, beer milk. Wow. So good. Even drinking it, it just tastes like, it just tastes like hazelnut. It's like if you, yeah. It's it just, tastes like coffee hazelnut. Like hazelnut coffee. It's delicious. <laughs> Everybody, if you get, if you try only one beer that we recommend, try this For one. For sure try this one. It Absolutely. is delicious. I will fall asleep with the bottle next to me. Mm. I'm going to hold it like a little baby. We're going to finish that six I'm going to hold it against my cheek and just say, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> it's okay. I'll protect you. <laughs> um, it's all there. There's nothing else I can say. It's, it smells, tastes. It just smells and tastes like coffee. I mean, like coffee, sorry. It smells mm. like hazelnut. Tastes like hazelnut. Malt. Smells like malt. Mm-hmm. But it also has like mocha. that. Um, Let's sip it up. Is it that like pine taste? Well, it does have hops in it. So it is a little, you know, but it's. it's Or more citrus. It's all subtle. Mm-hmm. Because it's not supposed to be a bitter beer. It's supposed to be more of a sweeter beer. Right. Because of this hazelnut malt mixture. Mm-hmm. But it's delicious. You know what it tastes? It tastes, um... You know what? Let me try it again. Stop <laughs> drinking. Make a song while I drink. It's, I, um... That was <laughs> It's, uh, like, um... Earthy. Yeah. Like, if, you know, it, it, it's, um... Uh, man, I don't, I don't... It's gonna sound bad if I say it, but... Have you ever tasted dirt? <laughs> 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 Not in a long time. No, I don't mean like it, it tastes like dirt. It means it, 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 tastes like, <laughs> it tastes like earth. Right. No, I get what you mean. It's like if you go outside and take a deep breath of it like some fresh cut lawn, you, it's in there. It does. It's a little piece of home in a glass. It's, I... it's delicious. That's it. I literally put in my notes, smooth taste, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I ended it with that smooth taste and delicious. The truth. I'm done. I'm not going to say anything else about this beer because I just want to drink it. Yes, we highly, highly recommend anybody to try it. Anybody. Everybody. Everybody. Not, not anybody. Try it. Everybody. Absolutely. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I always say that for some reason. I don't know mm. who I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, it's I I love it. It's great. You didn't tell us what the percentage was on this. Uh, the percentage is about a 5.4. 5.4. That's not It's bad. not that high in percentage. And I noticed they've changed their label. They did change it. It no. was usually... Before, it, w- it was on the 24-ounce bottle. 22. Whatever. It's 24. It's 22. Okay, 22. <laughs> it had Rogue, and it had... Um, is it the guy with the... It was the, a guy the with... The bald a, guy with glasses? Uh, yeah. And, and he beard? was holding a mug. Right? It was yeah. a little beard. Yeah. He had a mug held up, one of those big beer mugs, mm-hmm. with with some of this in there, and um, it was pretty much. It wasn't a sticker; it was like a like a printed 
printed picture on it. Oh, was it? yeah, Remember? it was. Yeah, it was and, a paper uh, label. It was very nice. If I find one, I'll post it up on Instagram later. For sure. Or on the story, at least. And um, But this one is uh, it's a sticker. Uh, I guess a sticker label. Uh, Rogue with the defining Rogue label, which is just a R-O-G-U-E. Mm-hmm. And the star in the middle of the O. Mm-hmm. I think that varies. The color varies on the type of beer that you get. This one's brown. I'm going with because it's a brown nectar. Mm. Could be. Maybe I'm wrong. And it has underneath it says hazelnut brown nectar with a cracked hazelnut. hazelnut. And in the inside, I don't know what that is, but it looks like a milk dud. <laughs> it looks Can I like see a it? Milk dud. <laughs> <laughs> Or am I wrong? No, it's just the hazelnut. It's probably just a hazelnut. It's but... just a hazelnut. But what does it look like? Basil leaves on the side? I think those are hop leaves. Really? Well, they... Maybe. Yeah, right? And then, uh, what does it say on the top? Dare, risk. Say something Dare, else. Dare, risk, and dream. There you go. Cute. Everybody I mean, should live by that motto. I love their old label, but this is nice, too. Oh, anything, anything rogue is great. Yeah. Who cares about the label? We're drinking the beer. <laughs> and in Missouri and Oregon, you get a 10 cent cash refund. Nice. I don't know if that's for a pound or a bottle. No, I highly doubt it. Maybe. It might be for the bottle? Are you serious? We're going to have to start driving up to... Let's go to Oregon. <laughs> and recycle our bottles. <laughs> We're going to recycle over there everything. We're going to drive 14, 14 hours. Is it 14 hours? About. Give or take. We'll take the train. Yeah. We're going to be like, gonna do you have any, all of our glasses. Do you have any extra baggage? <laughs> yes. It's all in the trailer we in the back. We just have a bunch of suitcases filled with bottles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're driving. We're just but, going up to Oregon to recycle. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, everybody, please, please try this beer. Absolutely. You it can is delicious. Find it at BevMo. And it's it's walnuts. Aren't walnuts good for you? Hazelnuts. Hazelnuts, sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm going to drink some Different. more. <laughs> um, how much did you get the six-pack for? Walnut nectar. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not, not, uh, the six-pack at our local BevMo was uh, eleven ninety-nine. It's a little up there, but... Well worth it for the flavor. It's very worth it. Yeah. This has literally been... Years and years since we've had this one. Yeah. And it brings so much memories back. So many memories. Definitely, if you come across it at any of the bars that you stop by. Oh, yes. Or. Do it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's on tap. I highly doubt it. But you know what's on tap? Murder on tap. (laughs) Uh, You ruined it. I was supposed (laughs) to say it. We're on tap. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, like I said, please try this out. Go on Rogales, R O G U E A L E S on Instagrams and tell them, hey, we tried this beer because of Murder on Tap. Yes. And also because it's delicious. Let them know we recommended it. Yeah. <laughs> and Rogales, send us all your beer. Hey, <laughs> we don't mind. Well, we need to find out if we can like order the chocolate stouts online or something because we need and to get some. Once we this. get that, we will review it. Not review it, but we will talk about it. And we're like every other beer that we've been drinking, we'll let you know how delicious it is. 
Because so far, everything's been good except for maybe one. Yeah. But yeah. Give or take. We're not going to bum everybody out with that right now. Not at all. We're the gonna... point is, Rogue Ale's Hazelnut Stout. Uh, hazelnut a... Nectar Stout? Hazelnut Brown Nectar. Hazelnut Brown Nectar. Give it a try. Indeed. Let us know what you think. So good. So you want to give them the sides first? Good choice, Jose. Okay, I'll give them the sides. Let us know what you think. Oh, yeah. Uh, Instagram is Murder on Tap. Yes, Murder on Tap. Gmail mm-hmm. is Murder on Tap at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know if you try it. Let us know what you think. Let us know. And we had a couple of recommendations. We did, and we'll, we'll we are to, in search of the beers. So. We will get to them soon. Some of them are from... Uh, different states so we have to uh, kind of look for them a little bit absolutely but thank you for those recommendations and once we do review them we'll give you a shout out um so keep your ears open and your eye in the sky (laughs) is that how it goes sure keep your eyes in the sky and your ears to the ground i have no idea (laughs) but i believe you the aliens are coming Great right. choice, Jose. I'm right. so happy you went to Bevmo today because... You were telling me to just do it on like a Corona or something. No, I wasn't. I would yeah, never did. tell I you said, to do you that. You know what? We can't do that to the audience. Oh, no. We can't do that to our tappers. Mm, definitely not. We wouldn't do you guys dirty like that. <laughs> you dirty, Just dirty kidding. People. To anybody that loves Corona, good for you. Yeah. Just not our cup of tea, but oh, that's like okay. It. I mean, I like you it. like it. Alright, so what do we have in store for our murder true crime of the week? My turn. So, this week is a little bit different. You know that me sending it to you like that means it was your turn? You didn't have to say my turn. I know, but I want you to know that I'm acknowledging (laughs) that it is my turn. Because our voices (laughs) are so, you know, they're not really uh, different that much. That's why you had to say my turn. My turn. It's it's, Allie. It's Allie. My turn. (laughs) Well, let me just start off by saying thank you. Thank you for the hazelnut. I'm, again, so many good memories. So delicious. Absolutely love it. It is. Thank you. you. So my story this week is based on um, the infamous story of Dahlia DiPolito. Are you familiar with her, Jose? I'm pretty sure you know this story. I've heard of it, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a pretty famous one. And it's... um, it might not be famous, but it's it should be known a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's true. I yeah. shouldn't say famous, but I'm sure once you hear the story, people will. Yeah, I don't think it was like nationwide it. famous. It was, you know, no, popular. Maybe popular. It was popular, but you'll you'll see why. Um. So the mesmerizing story. Oh, fuck. No, already, I already started. You're doing it I just want to drink. <laughs> Okay, so the mesmerizing story with the unbelievable, unbelievable twist of Dahlia DiPolito, I'm not even going to do it, began I'll in Palm you. Beach, <laughs> Florida. So most people that reside near Palm Beach are, I cannot Jesus talk Christ. today. Hold on. going to drink again because I said breach. <laughs> okay. So most people that reside near Palm Beach are consumed and influenced by its richness, and they just want a piece of it. 
Everybody wants a piece of it. They do. They see that everybody's driving these fancy cars, living luxuriously, and they want it. Yep. Newlyweds Mike and Dahlia DiPolito lived in a, um, are one of these couples. So Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. lived amongst these uh, homes and they have this quarter million dollar condo in Boynton Beach. And Boynton. That's what I said. No, I said I'm just I'm just saying Boynton. It's funny. I was like, are you trying to tell me to drink? Don't drink. Don't drink. 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 So so Dolly and Mike had big dreams like any young couple. And for them, it it really was truly love at first sight. Just three months after meeting, marriage was inevitable. Just one tiny problem. Mike was still married. And, um, yeah, he was still married. But it didn't really matter because thanks to his lawyers and a super quick divorce, Mike was able to move forward with the new love of his life. They hit it off right away with many things in common. Dahlia was a real estate agent and very independent while, um which is what, like, Mike was really into, and he was super attracted to that. He loved that she could handle her own and literally didn't need him for anything, most especially money. With his divorce in hand, Mike and Dahlia rushed to the courtroom and quickly fell into their daily routine as a couple. Gym, tan, laundry. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm not even going to put my input on that. Okay, but for real... They had their gym schedule set up, they had their steamy dinners out on the town, and they even left, like, love notes on the fridge for each other. They were just deeply in love. Aww. According to Michael, or Mike, three months into the marriage, Dahlia was supposedly already pregnant. Supposedly? Yes, but you'll, you'll see why. I'll hear why. Or you'll hear why. So, everything was perfect. (laughs) Life was good for these two. Then, early one morning in August of 2009, Dahlia received the most devastating news she could ever imagine. Dahlia had been located at her 6 a.m. workout by Sergeant Frank Ramsey of the Boynton Beach Beach (laughs) Police Department. Boynton, Boynton. I think I said peach instead of beach. Drinking beer. She was instructed to rush home, and when she arrived, she saw police cars and a crime scene, uh, crime scene tape in front of her house. Ironically, the very popular TV show Cops just happened to be filming an episode with the Boynton Beach Police Department within the vicinity. What? Yes. I knew that already. Did you? I think you did. So, and that's another reason why this case is kind of familiar, because it actually did air on um, Cops, so if anybody's familiar with... What year did it air? 2000 and... I'm sure maybe 2000... Well, this happened in 2009, so I can only imagine that they aired sometime around that time. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't have waited, like, years, you know? Well, Or maybe. maybe. So, um, as Dahlia approaches Sergeant Ramsey... He tells her that her husband of six months, Mike DiPolito, had been gunned down in their home. But she would not be allowed to see him at the time. And instead, police investigators wanted Dahlia to go down to the station and identify everyone that may have had issues with Mike or have wanted him killed. 
They want to dip a little of dip the spot. Right? <laughs> so Dahlia was whisked off to the police station, and Dahlia investigators did. were um, making it seem like they already knew more than they were leading on. This case was about to get even more complicated. So, at so, the police station, okay. Dahlia began telling uh, investigators how Mike hadn't been so innocent himself. How he had, like, he was kind of going through some stuff, right? Unbeliever. So, Mike was a convicted felon who had built thousands of dollars from gullible investors by selling them phony currency securities and... In other words, he basically had enemies, and he owed a lot of money, like $191,000, a lot of money. Dahlia suggested that if police find out who he owed money to, they would eventually find his killer. The cops listened, but slowly changed the focus towards their relationship. Dahlia mentioned that they were fine and everything was perfect, and... On that note, let's take it back a few days from when they're in the... That was a right? wild, abrupt... Yes, it was, but I have twist, to. Twist, turn. So, we're going back a few days. So, this gentleman walks into the police station, and he has quite the story to tell. His married lover was shopping for a hitman. Detective Alex Marino was the person who encountered this gentleman and he didn't know what to do or make of this walk-in. He just thought that it was like some kind of a joke. Wait, you say that his married what? Yes, his married lover. Oh, so the husband no. Mike? No, 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 no. You're, I'll get there. Oh, oh. Just, just listen. Okay. okay. So this guy walks into the police station and he tells him, like, listen, my lover, she wants this hitman. Okay? Okay. So, Detective Marino asked the man to run down the whole story. Was his first name Dan Marino? Actually, no, it was Alex, because I oh. just said that. <laughs> I thought it was a quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> so, this man's name is Mohammed, and he was a part-time actor who worked at a convenience store. As Mohammed explains, he and this woman had been friends with benefits, meeting from time to time for occasional sex throughout the years. That means they did hand stuff. They did more than hand stuff. So then... Butt stuff. (laughs) um, Whoa, 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 whoa. So in addition to like the meeting up and all the sex and like whatever, she asks him to help her find a hitman to kill her husband. Mohammed told Detective Marino that even though he was sleeping with this guy's wife, he did not have the heart to have him killed. Like, he doesn't even know who the guy is. Like, why the fuck is he going to go kill him, you know? Like, well, why does he have a problem with it? He's getting some already. He's already, he's like, fuck it, I'm to marry you, so he's I'm like, already hey, getting what I want. He has to pay for your bills. I just for get real. This bitch is crazy. So, Detective Marino was suspicious of the story, but challenged the circumstance. Detectives enlisted Mohammed as a confidential informant and gave him a story to give his to his part-time lover. So basically they wanted to obtain more information because they had no they had nothing. So this guy walks into the police station and he literally only knows her name. He's just making uh, assumptions. He has and... he has like no information on her. Like he doesn't know where she lives. He doesn't like 
know what she does, like, who the guy is, who the husband is, like, nothing. He has no information. So the detectives are like, all right, cool, let's set this up, you're going to be our informant, and we're going to get more details so we can figure out what the actual situation is. Cool, 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 cool. So, Mohammed sets up a meeting with the woman the next day, and uh, detectives provide a car that had been pretty much rigged by uh, by the police station for, like, photography and, like, sorry, I'm sorry, like, pictures, surveillance and sound, basically. Yeah. Video surveillance and sound. Yes. So, undercover agents would be on standby to find out more details about this mystery woman. After running the plates, oh, so they meet at this gas station, and the car is, like, parked, and the um, this woman's vehicle pulls in, and police are able to run the plates and get the woman's name. Um, so the registration. And, yes, the registration. So mm-hmm. they're able to identify her as 26-year-old Dahlia DiPolito. Double D. Dun, dun, dun. Dirty so. DiPolito. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is the same grieving woman that would appear at the police station in the next few days uh, claiming, well, not claiming, but being told that her husband had been murdered, right? Mm-hmm. So she gets into the car and not even like a less than a minute in the car, she begins talking about the whole transaction. She produces $1,200 requested by the quote-unquote hitman for a gun and... But, of course, um, I'm sorry, and along with the cash, she brings, like, photos of Mike. Like, she brings her husband's photos just to, like, so she can give over to the hitman so they can identify him. Yeah, right. so they can confirm who he is. Right. So, but this was obviously not enough for police to charge her with a crime because... Really? Yeah, it's, I mean, other than the crash transaction, well, yeah, it just... to get her saying, I want him killed. Or, yes. You know. I mean, aside from that, they, like... Right, Correct. So, I know they were. Police decided <laughs> to test Dahlia a little bit further. Was she really that determined to kill her husband? Yes, possibly. So, police <laughs> instruct Mohammed to so set up. Me. <laughs> I was kind of. Oh. <laughs> they instruct Mohammed to set up another meeting with Dahlia, and this time it would be with the actual quote-unquote hitman himself, right? Oh, so. This gentleman also is an undercover police officer, of if you haven't guessed by now. Of course. Um, same drill. They meet outside a gas station store. Wait, what did his name was? They didn't mention his name, actually. Oh, they said Sandro. No. They meet outside a... It's the same drill. Same drill. It's the same... Yeah. So, same drill. Two they words, meet outside no the gas station in a car that's, like, rigged with surveillance. surveillance. Right. Audio, video. It's wired. So, Dolly and the hitman make plans, and she tells him where they live and her her husband's schedule, like day-to-day and hourly, whatever he's doing, and more pictures, blah, blah, blah. Where he's going to be at, where he might be going throughout right. the day. So, he's going to go get some Popeye's <laughs> chicken sandwiches. I mean, that wasn't all into detail like that, oh. but sure, I guess. Well, back then they weren't sold out. Now they are. <laughs> and apparently people are... Holding guns to the customer service people. For is that. this is this what's happening? Yeah, you didn't know that. No, I have no idea. They ran out of Popeye's chicken sandwiches, and there was a case where a guy literally held a gun to the cashier and said, "I want some fucking chicken." What the Popeye hell is thing. wrong with people? Yes, exactly. What the fuck? Okay. Sorry. Continue. Okay. So, 
Dahlia, like, wants this done as soon as possible. She wants this murder committed, like, ASAP. She is not backing down. The hitman even confirms several times that this is what she wants to do, and she laughs, and literally, um, even says she's, like, 5,000% sure. That was, like, you so annoying. Like, she could just you kept saying, I'm that. a 5,000% sure. You can't do that. Like, I know I'm 5,000% sure. I was like, shut up. So, the hitman tells her he will basically shoot Mike in the head twice, and everything will be done in a matter of, like, two days. For how much? <clears throat> like, $5,000. Are you fucking kidding me? <clears throat> So yes. that's why she was five thousand percent sure, right? Or like forty seven hundred dollars or something. What? Forty seven dollars. Forty seven hundred dollars. That's it. Yeah, I'm telling you. To take someone's life, it just goes. Ah, give me forty seven hundred bucks. Yeah, and she even when she's talking to like the first guy, the Mohammed, her like quote unquote lover, um, she's like, it's not about the money. Like you know, the money is not even important. <clears throat> like I could care less. Like the money's gonna. It's going to get spent regardless. You know what I mean? The other guy's like, I want ten. <laughs> um, I got like five. I mean, Okay, she... I could do five. Well, actually, I only have 47. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, he advises her to go to the chim. Uh... Drink it up. Because you said chim, 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 chim. That was a chim. <laughs> <clears throat> so, he advises her to go to the gym as early as... In the morning, as she possibly can, possibly can, like six a.m. ish, right? <laughs> Don't even start. Again. So she has no hesitation and agrees. The night before, the hitman calls Dahlia one more time to go over the plan, and everything <clears throat> is set into place. Into motion. Into motion. The next day, seven six a.m., Dahlia is at the gym when she receives the devastating phone call from the detective, and that. Something has happened to her husband. Or something has happened at her home. She arrives home to be informed that her husband has been killed. And, again, the whole scenario, he's like, listen, I can't have you go inside right now. We need to go down to the station and figure this out. Like, if you know some people that might be behind this, like, let's get the story going right now. So, they go down to the station and they begin questioning Dahlia. With no hesitation, she begins telling about her husband's past, his probation, the money he owes, not once asking what happened to her husband. A little suspicious. A little. And then if you watch the video, she like, when they, when she first arrives at the scene and like she's supposedly crying, she's not even, like there's no tears. She's just making sounds. If you guys want to look at the video, it's on a... Yes. YouTube or whatever, Dateline. Dateline. The Sting. The Sting, yes. Dateline's episode called The Sting is from 2018, so it shouldn't be that hard to find. But uh, YouTube should have it also, just because it's like a public... um, Unless they charge you, because some people start charging you shit now. Yeah, sometimes, but I know... Just download the app. Yeah, but then sometimes you have to connect it to your, like... Oh, TV, right, provider, TV but, provider, but I mean, if you have a cable provider, then you shouldn't be an, it shouldn't YouTube, be an you issue. You know what? I will look it up for you guys right now while Ali keeps going. Yes. So, um, right. So she tells about his past, and again, she doesn't ask what happened to her husband, like whatsoever. Uh, then suddenly, detectives take the interview to a different level, right? So they 
bring in somebody that she's going to recognize, right? This quote-unquote hitman. Um, continuously, they keep asking her if she knows him or has ever seen him, and she keeps denying, and she keeps just not letting up. She just keeps saying, no, I don't know him. I've never seen him before. So that's when the detectives inform her that they're pretty much aware of the whole operation. Like, they didn't even waste any time. They're like, listen, bitch, we know what happened. Damn. And they know that she met with the hitman because they have the footage and they have the audio from the wired car. But this turkey ass, she just keeps, like, denying and she keeps repeating that she has nothing to do with her husband's murder. Okay, sorry, let me jump in. Yes. Because it doesn't say exactly the sting on it. It's a YouTube dateline, the sting and then the or first, even if you just look up Dahlia DiPolito, that could be it. But there's also a retrial that she had, and it might yeah. be that. But it says uh, the first one that pops up is 40 minutes and 30, 57 seconds long. That's it. It says Brian DiPolito, 2020, December 4, 2015. Why Brian? I don't know. Someone okay. was trying to be cool. I suppose. <laughs> okay. So. Sorry for the interruption. That's quite all right. In addition to the hitman. Police have another surprise for Dahlia. So the doorway. A brand new car. Yeah, right. She wishes. <laughs> the doorway of the interview room opens and in walks none other than Mike DiPolito. Mike DiPolito. Yes. Before wa- uh, before waking up that day, Mike never had imagined that his wife of six months would ever want him killed. While Dolly was at the gym, police officers went to the house and informed Mike of the plan. They went down to the police station, so they're like, hey, listen, your wife is pretty much set up to have you killed. And he's, like, a little bit confused by it. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you am know? I being punked? <laughs> but they were like, just get your stuff. You're going to come with us down to the station, and you'll see what we're talking about. So, they go down, and the police obviously set up the phony crime scene, and the tape, and blah, 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 and of course, once at the station, investigators show Mike the footage of Dahlia meeting with the hitman, and Mohammed, and, um, he's pretty much in, like, just utter disbelief. Then, he watches the real-time interview that Dahlia, um, was going through, like, just her... Live TV. Well, her interrogation (laughs) at that time. Well, this is technically live TV. I suppose. Closed circuit TV. Yeah. I mean, is it really a TV if she, if he's on the other side of the window? But oh, I don't know she, if he is. Oh, but anyway, whatever. So she's handcuffed and just in complete shock when Mike walks in into the room. She starts crying and she starts begging him. She's like, come here, Mike. Come here. I love you. Come here. And like, she's like, no, get away from me. She's like, crying, crying. He's like, what do you want me to do? He's like, I can't. He's like, I can't. You're already caught. I can't. I'm not getting you. I don't even know you. Like, bitch, you've been caught. What are you, what are you trying to do at this point? Right. She just loves him so much. Right. So (laughs) then Mike tells his side of the love story. He explains how Dahlia was actually an escort, and he had met her um, oh. when he right. So he had met her when he requested her to come to her his office uh, just one day. And I'm guessing he probably cheated on his wife doing this. But anyway, uh, he admits that they connected oh. right away, regardless that they fell in love. Like their connection was really strong. I and, don't remember that part of her being an escort. Yeah, I don't think I heard the whole thing then. Right. So, that's when he gets his divorce from his first wife, and they quickly marry, like, 
three months after meeting. Uh, they wanted to be together, travel, and start a family, but unfortunately, Mike's troubled past and probation prevented him from leaving Palm Beach. So his Palm lawyers Beach. advised him to pay off the 191k in restitution, and he had, and he would have a chance to have his freedom back, basically. Okay. okay. So Mike mentions this to Dahlia, and they both agreed that they would pull their money together and. Uh, they would pay off Mike's debt, and Dolly is like encouraging him. She's like, "I got your back. Don't even worry." But in addition to paying off the debt, another lawyer comes in, which is where I'm thinking probably Dahlia found this guy. But the door, the lawyer comes in and advises Mike to put his condo's deed under Dahlia's name to like oh. sign over his house to her and to pay back the hundred and thousand. Like, give her the 100000 so she can be, like, in charge of his money, basically. Um, and he does. Mm. So, she was also supposed to pay off the lawyers with this 100000 but they never see that money. And slowly but surely, after paying Dahlia the 100000 a string of bad luck just con- starts following Mike. Mike began having run-ins with the police, including one incident where he got pulled over and police officers searched his vehicle only to uncover, like, a stash of cocaine behind one of his tires. I thought you were going to ask me, what do you think they found? Oh, just kidding. But apparently... What did you think they <laughs> A Scrabble board game with three letters missing. No, it was just cocaine, but... Oh. That's it? It was just cocaine. So this guy's on probation during that time, and apparently he starts, like, crying, and whatever the situation is, or however it is, he's able to get away with it, like, with no charges of any sort. Like, the police officers believe him. Can I just ask you one question? Yes. What is two. What is probation? Probation. <laughs> no. What is... You are What is probation? Just for you, I would think. <laughs> is that the nation of selling propane? <laughs> And propane accessories. Propane accessories? Okay. So, ironically, during this whole time that Mike has been on probation, um, he has had no run-ins with the law until... And this is like five years. Like five years prior to meeting Dolly, he's had no run-ins because he's trying to be good. You know what I mean? He can't. If he fucks up, then he's going to have to go to jail. Well, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, as soon as they begin dating, um, all of a sudden... Mike is constantly under watch by the police and, like, everybody knows who he is. He's constantly getting caught up. So he decides to make a negotiation with Dahlia um, for... Not getting in trouble. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 So while under... While Dahlia is under arrest in jail, she's, like, in jail for this whatever situation that's happening... She calls him, and she's, like, begging him for his help and, like, an attorney and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, listen, I no. will help you out, but no. I need the deed to my house back. And she's like, no, I'm not signing anything. And he's like, well, I guess I'm not helping you. Good. And he just continues well, to reject helping her. Butthole. Yeah, major. Dirty butthole. So, finally, the case goes to court. And even more is unraveled. And the conviction... So this conviction could actually get her up to 30 years in jail. Good. Give her 32. So, 
Prior to, like, actually going to trial, which took about two years, Dolly had been house arrested at her parents' house. And prosecutors mentioned how Dolly was juggling two men during her marriage. Whoa. So she's having affairs, like, wait, wait, left and you... right. Okay, I thought you said juggling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, like, whoa. And... You jugglers juggle. Balls? <laughs> you said it, not me. Ew. So, <laughs> I was going to say bowling pins. <laughs> You're terrible. Okay, so she, they mentioned how she's not only cheating on her husband, but she's also attempting to recruit these men to kill her husband. But obviously nobody wants to do that, right? So she was cheating on her... She had a husband? Mike was her husband. Oh, I'm, I don't want to meant somebody else. After <laughs> no. They, after they, okay. No, no, no. So she was so cheating on her husband. She's cheating so on him. So she was technically cheating on the other person, too. Well, I mean, I guess, but those were well, her I lovers. Know, but technicality, anyway. but, you know. Anyways. So she's a double cheater. Wow, Jose. Okay, so the prosecution, <laughs> um, to the prosecution. Curveballs. All of Dahlia's schemes were apparent. She wanted the money, she wanted the condo, she just wanted Mike gone so she could just be happy on her own with all this money, right? They were a parent to who? What? They were a parent to who? A parent to who? Oh, was there a, a child involved? No. <laughs> oh, Jojo. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> no what excited. no one could predict was Dahlia's defense. They attempted to turn everything around on Mike. And they had tried to claim that he was the mastermind to achieve fame and fortune from this entire story, right? I was trying to keep a good man down yeah. all the time. So the defense argued that Dahlia was in on this fake event and that Mike had orchestrated the entire hit. After two weeks of trial testimony, the jury agreed with the prosecutors and found Dahlia guilty of solicitation to commit first-degree murder. Good. Dahlia was sentenced to 20 years. Awesome. Three months after sentencing, the judge who originally had um, sentenced her allowed her to post a $500,000 bond. Why? She was released and put on house arrest and... For 20 years? No, no, no. She was just... She was just on house arrest because, and she was allowed to appeal her conviction, basically. So what happened was, three years later, she was able to appeal. She got a new trial, basically. She appealed mm-hmm. for it, and she won, and she got a new trial. The Wait, first so she judge, was on house arrest for three years? Yeah. What the fuck? Right. So the first judge that um, sentenced her technically did not filter the jurors properly due to the publicity of the case. So what happened was the jury pool found, like, said that she was guilty to another set of jury pool before um, being chosen as the jurors. You know what I mean? Because it was such a public case because of the fact that it was filmed on Cops and it was Whoa, aired. Cops is a fucking popular TV right, show. Right, but they used this to her advantage, basically. So that's how they came up with this whole fame and blah, 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 right? So when Dahlia was granted a second trial, she got a chance to tell her story in her own words. Once again, Dahlia received um, a and new she, and, trial and a new jury. 
And she had three years to think about it fully. And she had three years. Her whole defense had three years. They just had plenty of time. But where did the money come from? So, well, I don't know. I'm guessing maybe her family or something. Is that escort money? Mm, maybe. You're going to have to become an escort now. <laughs> then I'm going to have to hire a hitman. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> hey, can you, put your, can you put your car <laughs> no, registration in my can't. name? No, I can't. So, once again, Dolly is released. Wait, is your car paid off yet? (laughs) Terrible. Right, so new trial, new jury. The prosecutors made it clear that for 500, I'm sorry, for $5,000, they made this clear to the jury that for $5,000, she wanted her husband killed, and she was on tape. Like, there's footage of this. She has audio. Like, there's everything, right? Mm -hmm. The defense took a stand and continued pushing the fact that it was all for a short-lived fame, and it was all Mike's idea. Finally, the verdict was in, and the judge declared a mistrial. Okay. So, she continued under house arrest. Was that because of the jurors? Well, yeah, because they, a, couldn't, they couldn't make up their mind. They and, couldn't make up their mind, or they couldn't find the right jurors because of this whole... I mean, the jurors declared a mistrial. They, they, um, they with the evidence, they couldn't really... That's... Oh they couldn't really... You know what I mean? They couldn't decide. Yeah, that's, uh, wow. Yeah, so she's under house arrest, and then 2000, uh, June of 2017, Dahlia went to trial yet again. So prosecutors came up with, uh, came up a little bit short this time, but they did come up with new evidence. Mm. So Dahlia had actually been attempting to poison Mike with antifreeze for some time. Jesus Christ. They even bring him on the stand, and they mention how, he mentions how, like, there was a few times that he, like, gave her iced tea, and, like, he realized how it tasted funny, and even, like, she apparently had, um, she had mentioned it to her, the the men that she was, like, cheating with, her lovers, mm-hmm. right? She had mentioned that she wanted to know how to poison somebody, and she had done, like, internet searches and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, well, one day my car overheated because right. all the antifreeze was gone out <laughs> of it. All the antifreeze was gone out of my car. Have you seen it? Oh, I was like, why is my iced tea pink and green? <laughs> so aside from all the poisoning, um, he also mentioned how he had so many run-ins with the police and the whole cocaine setup and how just ironically, um, I think it was Mohammed or somebody basically came out and said that she set that all up and as soon as... She had a moment. She called the police and she let them know what the situation was and where the cocaine was. Wait a second. Yes. This is what happened in The Sixth Sense. What? The movie. The first little girl that was sick. They didn't know why she was sick, but the mom kept on feeding her antifreeze, was it? Or was it bleach? I think it was rat poison. Wasn't it rat poison? No, it was a liquid. Oh, maybe it was ammonia like, or something? Eat your, eat your soup. Oh, that's so sad. I just remember that part. Okay. All right. Way up top here. Okay. So, blah, 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 was brought up again, the cocaine situation. So, after 90 minutes of deliberation, jury found Dahlia guilty of solicitation to commit first-degree murder. The judge sentenced her to 16 years, and the case attempted to go to, to the Supreme Court, but it was denied. Good. And she's still, like, I think, she, like, a month after that, she tried to appeal it again, and she had no luck. Wait, did they only give her 16 because she already pretty much served the other three or four? 
I so mean, those original 20 that you technically, if this is 16 years. Yeah, the original one was 20 oh, years. Oh, maybe, yeah. Been there for three, 20 right? years, three years. Yeah, possibly. I'm good with numbers. Yeah, I'm not so very good. I'm a math magician. Yeah. So that is the case of Dahlia DiPolito. I know this wasn't a true crime story, but I mean, it kind oh, of. Oh, it's crime. It's a crime. It's definitely crime, but. It was a crime that was committed. And it would have been worse if it was properly If it wasn't for through. those darn kids. I'm just kidding. No. If it wasn't for that darn <laughs> Muhammad guy. Snitch. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I'm joking. So that's that. This is one of my. That's a good one. All time favorites. I've seen this one, but I still learned a little bit of it. Yeah. I think you missed the part where they said that there was something where she would give up his. She would give up his um, location. Like, he was out at a bank. It's like he goes to the bank. Oh, when he was going to deposit the money, it was $100,000 or something. Mm-hmm. He was going to deposit it, that he was going to go to a bank at this certain time. And that supposedly she wanted the guy to follow him after, right after the bank. Oh, maybe. I mean, they they had been discussing, like, where to do it and stuff, but he... I think he mentioned that it was just better to do it at the house, or... Was it going to make it say like a, like a robbery type of deal? Yeah, something like that. But just, again, because he owed people money, they wanted to make it seem like he... But if someone told me, okay, I'm going to do it this way, I'm going to shoot this person twice in the head, first of all, I'm going, I would be like, that's weird. Why would you shoot somebody in the head twice? Yeah. You just need one. Mm. Right? Not always. There are some situations and some circumstances that people get shot in the head and they oh, I know. survive. Yeah, but if you're making a seat set up like a robbery. Yeah. But maybe it wasn't just a robbery, it was just a hit. Yeah, I know, but, again, you, but they, was... were, they were going to try to make it seem like a robbery at least, right? You can't make it seem like a hit right off the bat. Well, but that's what she was trying to make it seem like because of the fact that he supposedly owed a bunch of people money. And these people wanted him dead, quote unquote. These damn walnut L's. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I meant hazelnut. I'm joking. Yeah, so that's Dahlia DiPolito. If you ever get a chance, go to YouTube. Yeah, check it out. Dateline has them. Um... I like that one. Yeah, at least check her out crying because she's fucking pathetic. Yeah, and and the good thing about this one is that you have, um... You have, like, video proof of this whole thing. Like, you could, like, you could, you all could of sit it. back and see it. It is all set up. Like, she's in the car. She's talking about it. She's like, listen, this is what I want. And she has, like, no hesitation, no remorse, nothing. Nothing. She's just like, yeah, when are you going to do it? Okay, cool. Like, even when he calls her and he's like, hey, listen, like, you need to, this is what you're going to do tomorrow. She's like, okay. All right, I'll be there. All right, cool. I'll be at the gym. Tanning okay, and laundry. Okay, I'll wear my yoga pants. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, you know, if you, if you guys want to take a look at it, like I said earlier, rewind it. Um, I forgot what I said already, but rewind it and it's, uh, Dateline the Sting mm-hmm. or Dahlia DePolito mm-hmm. and, uh, check On it YouTube. out. Yeah, if you guys don't want to listen to this and just watch that, yeah. put us on, but just leave us on silent while we play. Terrible. And listen, and watch, you know, the YouTube or whatever. <laughs> We both get what we want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like that one. Honestly, I really like it. I do too. It it's wasn't like definitely a one of my gruesome this and that, but it no, was not nice. at all. Took a little twist, and everybody's uh, alive. <laughs>
Or are they? Uh, no, she is. They are. And she had a kid, too. Sometime. What? Yeah, sometime during that time, during her, like, uh, before she had her, like, last, second to last trial or something. By she him? had No, definitely oh. not. No, some other guy who had a pretty bad rap sheet. So. By Mohammed. No, they is didn't it Muhammad say Mohammed. Is it Mohammed or Mohammed? It's Mohammed. I don't even know how you said it. I That's okay. It sounded like you said, like I said it. That's not the emphasis, but anyway. <laughs> yes. Do we have a A-OK of the week? Um, yes, we do, actually. Woo-hoo. Um, it's going to be short, sweet. Um, the best ones. Oh, you're right. All right, the headline on this says, on the A-OK. Woo-hoo. Oh, Okay. It says, the subway officer spent 30 minutes calming boy with autism having a meltdown. Oh. And they're now best friends. No. Yeah. I want to be his best friend. Who, the cop or the, no, the kid with autism? The child with autism. Either one would be great. The mm. autism kid would be better, though. The yeah. child with autism. Um, a Washington, D.C. police officer. Okay, first of all, I'm getting this off of the... Uh, Website goodnewsnetwork.org. Mm-hmm. And it says that a Washington, D.C. police officer is being praised for going above and beyond the call of duty in order to soothe a boy with autism who was na- who was in the middle of a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was a... Uh, this incident took place in July, but they just brought it out now. That's why we're saying it now. <laughs> uh, I'm sure when, it came out before that. You just probably didn't. No, well, the incident did... It, oh, it was dated, like, for yeah, today? Yeah, in July. Okay, just kidding. Well, what? it's only, like, a month, two months ahead, a month and a half. But, uh, yeah, it was dated in July when Taylor Pomilla... When okay. I see two L's, I say, yeah, so I'm gonna say Pomilla, which might not be right. You take it as you like. Uh, and her four-year-old son, Andrew, boarded the metro and prepared to head home. She had just picked them up from school, and uh, she had been anticipating a quiet 45-minute ride home. But for one reason or another, that was not the case. Um, her son started rolling on the floor, screaming. His shoes fell off. He flung them across the train. And while on the floor... Um, she was trying to calm him down. She was trying to calm him down with, like, candy or something. Something that, you know, get him his mind off of, you know, the, the, the little breakdown that he was having. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid started kicking, hitting, pulling hair. Uh, during, like, I guess it was, like, I guess during rush hour in the subway, mm-hmm. everybody was just staring, you know, everybody's just, you know. Probably thinking, like, oh, this is a bad parent, you know. And that's such bullshit. Yeah. Such fucking bullshit. It's, it's, people don't bother. Fuck those people for staring. And you know what it is? That a lot of these people that have children with autism and this and that, they would rather you ask them what's wrong or what's going on instead of just staring. Instead of just staring and fucking judging them when you don't even know the whole goddamn story. think something's wrong, you know, behaviorally with the child, but because of the behavior of them, when it's, Something neurological, neurological, uh, say the word, I'll drink what you say. Neurological? Yes, thank you. <laughs> I said it wrong twice, I'll drink twice. 
neurological. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, people just think it's just you're a bad parent. Also, it could be that you know you haven't. I'm not gonna be an asshole and be like you know. Also, some kids do throw tantrums that are that don't have these symptoms, but. You know, that's different. That's a different story. This is about a child with autism that was having a meltdown. Right. And, like, you know, the mother was saying that she was getting these stares. People think she was a bad mother because this was going on because of the hair pulling, the tantrum, the shoe throwing, and this and that. Uh, excuse me. Um, but at that moment, that was, uh, it took about 15 minutes. That breakdown was, a, that meltdown was about 15 minutes for the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, for her 45 minute subway trip mm-hmm. she was taking back so that's when uh, DC Metro officer Dominic Case I believe it's Case it might be Casey um, appeared on the scene to offer a helping hand I keep on uh, looking at you <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while like, what did she do <laughs> still sitting here don't worry oh uh, yeah where'd you go <laughs> Um, Upon asking her Upon asking where Pomila I'm gonna just say Pomila Okay Okay (laughs) I wanna say Pomia But it doesn't sound Correctly Might not be correct Okay Um, He asked her Where she was heading And uh, Case volunteered To ride with her And her son To help uh, Keep him calm He then uh, Soothed The child by showing off his police gadgets and holding his hand as they moved about the subway uh, system. After the train, uh, after they boarded the train, he sat with the little family for the remainder of their 30-minute journey. Uh, they watched videos, took pictures, and uh, gave the youngster his badge at the end of the trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mother says that he restored, he honestly restored faith, her faith, that there are good people still left in the world. Mm. And uh, she posted that up on uh, Facebook. And uh, after a while, she was able to reunite with Officer Case. She was able to reunite Officer Case with her son. Mm. And the two have since been best friends. Aww. That's cool. Yeah, my best friend. Best, 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 best friend. Best friend. What song were you singing? Never mind. Go on. <laughs> That's it. That's a great story. There's good people out there, you know? That is such like a Like we good... say every week, there's good people out there. There is people. We're bringing them to you, but I mean, the bad... you could be this person too. The bad thing about this is that there's good people out there, but what we have to do now is we have to look for them. Instead of them being, it's not there. even just looking for them. You could be that p- good person. Yeah, no, that's I that's, take that's these totally different thing. What take I'm saying. these stories into initiative and. But what I'm saying is, be that person. Good people shouldn't be ha- be. Good people shouldn't be looked Great, for. Now my they dogs are barking. Oh, that was uh, Cody Sorry. or Lucky, Cody and or Lucky. If you haven't heard my neighbor's dog barking in the background by now, now my dogs are getting in the action. Don't worry, we'll post them on uh, Instagram once we get them cleaned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> once they are presentable. Sorry. Off topic. But yeah, it's like I said, it's there's everybody has good in them out there. It's just so 
stupid that we have to look for good people instead of good people just not being presented but just approaching situations not a no not even like you you shouldn't even have to you shouldn't even have to different differentiate it wait <laughs> you know the word differentiate yes good people from bad people from what they're doing you should just have good people there right you know what i mean yeah no matter the situation. Being, i know but there's always just being people optimistic. that are gonna judge but i mean uh that's not up to us to that's not there's nothing to do with us right now the main thing is just as a person as yourself don't judge don't judge and just try to give a helping hand and no you could judge but think before you judge but then would you really be judging if you're actually thinking yeah not necessarily not think before you judge get all the information yes and before you judge the situation exactly get all the get all the information and the situation which it's being implied never mind no I get what you're saying but my whole thing is like why should well first of all you could do whatever the hell you want yeah that's true do whatever the hell you want you could judge whatever the hell you want you could do whatever you You want you could do whatever you want but but life is short is what I'm trying to say and instead of sitting back and you know what I mean sitting back and being judgmental just put yourself in that person's shoes and imagine how you would want to be treated in that moment and if the shoes don't fit then get a new pair of shoes I'm just kidding then (laughs) theoretically wear their shoes (laughs) that's what it is theoretically yes I I don't know I feel like we I don't want to I don't want to step on any toes by saying certain things but you know what I do I'm going to step on everybody's toes. Don't. And I hope you have hangnails and ingrown toenails. Oh, terrible. Because I will, I will step on all of them. Because hangnails are not a good commodity. Oh, my goodness. Okay. We're getting off topic. There you go. You see? Commodity. Listen, just be nice to people. If you see people under distress or they're going through something, it doesn't hurt to ask if they're okay or if they need help of some sort. And they have every... Opportunity to say no, thank you, or whatever the situation is, but don't stand there and stare at them and judge them because you don't know the circumstance or what they're going through. So, in all, don't be tart. Be a good person. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Yes. There you go. I got them all. So in. just, just be a good person. That's it. Just be a good person and just be you. That's it. Be you. That's it. Give a helping hand. We won't judge you. Yeah. Or maybe... No, we won't. Okay, we won't. But thank you for joining us this week. Uh, hope thank you, you guys, very much. We appreciate you. Hope you guys you. get to taste test this beer. And you are an awesome commodity to our podcast. <laughs> Stop saying commodity. Okay. Yes. Uh, again, if you haven't by now, follow us on Instagram. We're Murder on Tap. Uh, send us some of your beer recommendations or your true crime recommendations. Or send at, us a little picture of you guys drinking a beer. Yes, murderontap at gmail.com. Don't even recommend it. Just be like, yo, look. 
picture or of you DM drinking us something. and we will post it on our Instagram. There you go. We'll post you up on our story. For sure. We'll give you a little shout out on our Instagram. So For our 25 million followers. Oh my god. Yeah, right. But thanks for joining us this week and we hope you come back next week for more. We hope we uh, made you guys uh, realize something new and had a good story for you guys. Indeed. We'll see you next week on Murder on Tap. You'll we hear us you. next week. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>